Galanti, you've just been invited to the Masters Olympia. What are you doing next? We're going to Disney World. <laughs> but unfortunately, our guest tonight is not on the list. And a couple of people actually reached out asking if we thought he'd be on the list. But uh, please introduce our guest for the day. Chris Faldo. God, man, wow. We go back a long way. Uh, we met at the 93 USA. And uh, I won the middleweight class. Chris won the lightweight class. And um, I remember, Chris, you were backstage pumping up for what seemed exactly like gonna say, four hours. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? And why is he pumping up so long? And am I doing something wrong? Should I be pumping up? Chris, how are you, man? It's good to see you again. Um, I'm so happy you're able to uh, join us tonight. You're one of the guys that I wanted to get on uh my podcast when i was thinking about doing a podcast that i gotta get chris Fowler one so thank you so much for joining us tonight how are you how are you doing i'm doing great first of all i'd like to say thank you so much Vinny and sean it's an honor to be on this podcast i've been watching you for since your first one and it's an honor to be with the legends that you folks had already and will have so thank you so much for having me on you're welcome and you are a legend so don't just oh my gosh so <laughs> Yeah, when we when we had Jose Raymond on, your name came up, and I said, Vin, I said, I used to love that guy. We got to get him on, and obviously, we're making it real here tonight. Yeah. Oh, that Shaw, that uh, Jose Raymond, he was a pester in my career. <laughs> we'll talk about him also, that guy. Oh, my God. Really good friends of mine. Yeah, but it was 93 when I met Vinny. Oh, my goodness. And I recall doing that uh, backstage pump of Vinny. That was my... You know, show that I wanted so bad, and um, I knew I was pumping up from the day before. I think in my hotel room, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you being backstage, and, and I, I, I um, my friend uh, Chris Barron, I think he was with me, or he was there, but I don't remember. I don't know if it was him. We were backstage, and, and I said to somebody, "I'm like, you think this guy is gonna over pump up, man? This guy is doing it a long time. I didn't know you yet. I didn't know you know your name, and um." <laughs> I found that kind of funny. I'm like that was just that that and you and I being on stage during the pose down. Because wasn't that a night? Other, you know, we didn't see each that other. That was one of the most one of the most amazing nights, Vinny. You know, oh, they had it on ESPN. It was there at Santa Monica and Mecca. Yep. And everything just fell into place for both of us that night. You know, how yeah, many guys? Like, how many guys were in your class? There are 28 guys, 28 guys in my class. Oh, it's 28. In my class, yeah. one. I remember you were, I still remember the middleweight class, Vinny. Yes. And I still remember you going at it. So I was one of those competitors that was in all with all the physiques, you know. So I was sneaking around the corner and checking out all of the physiques. And I'm like, damn, look at this guy. Sure enough, just Billy Galante, you know, getting on stage. And, you know, that night was full, full of competitors yet. Paul D. Mail and you know Chris Cormier. Chris Cormier. Stacked. He had them all. And it was just stacked. And to be in the uh, best place to compete at, it was amazing. Dennis Newman, I think, was in that show too, right? Yes, Chick. Yeah, they yeah, were all right. there. That's right. So. Paul DeMeo, Craig Titus. But then you yeah. had Yanni Schaumberger, who I remember too. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So let me you take know, you guys back a few. Um before I went to the USA, uh, I did another national show, which a lot of people don't know. It was a teenage national held in uh, Atlanta, Georgia in 1980. 
five. I'm good. I'm showing my age here. And Sean Ray won the overall that night, and I won my class. And that's how it all started. That's how I knew uh, I had something going on. You know, it was back in 1985 when I was, I think, 17 years old. Cool. And uh, from that year when I won the teenage nationals, I didn't compete until you saw me that night, Vinny, 1993. Oh, really? So it took me, yeah, it took me that long to get to the next national level stage. So my story is trying to be the best bodybuilder that I could be in the world. And that was my goal always. You had to get the pro card, but the, the main goal for me was to be the best bodybuilder that I could be drug-free. That's my story, you know. I'm not knocking nobody that's on enhancements. Uh, but that was just my story, just to be the best that I could be. So You know, it's funny you're saying that because so here in New Jersey, there was like this chain that you followed um if you if we had a, a show back in the day called the suburban bodybuilding championship mm -hmm. and i won that i won the overall and everyone was like are you going to go to the nationals right but also at the same time you got to do the jersey then you do the junior usa then the usa we work your way up that's the way yeah. to do it yes but here the the team universe was never talked about ironically it was held here but back in the 90s it was you win the nationals or you, you just go home and you took another route and which was years later i didn't even realize like i came across something that an article or something and i saw like how you guys were overseas a couple of years in a row and i really got like wow i didn't even know that existed really yeah dead serious didn't even know that path could be taken and yes. i went another path uh, we both had success, but tell us step-by-step step, what happened after the USA. So right after the USA, I was getting ready for the Nationals, and that was the way to get to the World Championships, the Nationals. And they selected anyone who wanted to try off to get on the, the USA team at the Nationals. But they decided in 1994 that they're going to create a contest called the Team, T-E-A-M, Team Universe, to formulate a USA team to go to the world championships called the Mr. Universe. So I decided, all right, this is it. I'm gonna train for this show in 94. It's in Chicago, Illinois. And I'm gonna try and get in on this team. Lo and behold that this team universe is the most amazing show so far after the USA. The USA was huge, baby, don't get me wrong. But the team universe, everybody wants to get there to win the Mr. Universe. That's the, You're the top in the world, the best in the world. So when I got there to Chicago, it was even bigger than the, the USA. So I had to win my class, which I did in 94. Got on the team and uh, I won my class. And then I got on the team. I were headed over to Shanghai, uh, China. Wow. And that's where I took a bronze medal in 94 at the World Championships. So I got a bronze medal. I came in third. And when you go to the World Championships, Vinny, it's the best in the world from all different countries. You're talking Ukraine, Egypt, Japan, Korea, all over coming in to compete and be the best in the world. And um, so I did pretty well my first time out. And that year I got to see the Ron Coleman win his class and be the best in the world in light heavyweights 
There was Yanni Schomburg on that team, myself, mm-hmm. and Ronnie Coleman. Now, and, was that Ronnie Coleman, Mr. Olympia, or Ron Coleman? Ron, Ron Coleman. Coleman. Ron Coleman Alcatraz. Yeah. That I, guy has a phenomenal physique. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. I so that's what I took. And then uh, when you can't win the world championships, you have to re-qualify, get to get back on the team again to go to the following year. So I did that three consecutive years in a row. I did it in 94, 95, and 96. Won my class each year, got to the world championships all three years, and still couldn't put it together. I took a silver medal the following year in Guam. So won the wow. team universe again in 94. And not only that, I mean, is when you get into the team universe, you got guys like Derek Fonsworth. Uh, you know, you got mm-hmm. Jose Raymond there in my class. You got even guys that you, you would say, what? The late uh, Mr. Olympia himself, um, Sean Roden was there. You know, all these Kai Greens there. They're competing yeah. on this team. Mm-hmm. So that's the toughest part is to get on the team. That's so pre- it was so prestigious for me to just make the USA team. That was hard to do. Very hard. So once I got on the team again, you're taking on the gamble and going overseas the same year and competing against the world. So that's that's a road I took, Vinny. I went to the world championships. So I did in 93, no, 94, 5, and 6. I wanted to get in 2003. And then again in 2007. And during this stretch, you're talking about trying to build that physique and stay in the same weight category. So I always stayed in the lightweight class, 94, 5, 6, all the way up. And then I decided to bump up up to the welterweight class, which is from 165 down to 154, mm. and take a gamble against Jose Raymond in 2003. And boy, let me tell you, that was a showdown. <laughs> Steve Weinberger just killed me and him right in the middle stage, and you go at it. We went at it for 10 minutes straight. They couldn't decide who's going to win. And um, still going to forget that night. Jose Raymond probably did a backflip and did a shock sign to everybody. Thought he had it, but he beat him by one measly point. <laughs> wow. So, those, those are the things. We had a rivalry going every year, you know. Um, so uh, but Chris, you're, I just enjoyed that, that time, you know, competing and being the best that I could be. You must be loving loving life at that point because you're probably in your 20s, I guess. And with regular bodybuilders going Vinny's route, they're not traveling internationally. You might be traveling to one or two, three extra states to do a show, but you have to be living both best life. I was, you know, I was living life because of contracts that were coming in. As soon as the 93 got over, Vinny, metrics called. That was my first time, my first deal with metrics. Okay. And nobody knew who I was. There was Milo Sarsheb in the booth. There was Paul DeMille, Big Ronnie Coleman. And here I am. Who the hell is this little guy? You know, and I'm there trying to be like all these other guys, but I just didn't fit in. So they sent me on different a different route. Um, they sent me to the, the natural shows, you know, to promote their, their line. Then I... Um, traveling all over the world doing seminars in japan and um all over guest posing guest appearances where i was marketing myself in japan and nice. the asian countries 
So I was doing a different route from everyone else, and it, it paid off. Like yourself, Vinny, I was more of a business aspect. Absolutely. You know, I heard the la last podcast or the other podcast you had, yeah, where you're sending out bios. I did the same thing, Vinny. You know, we got out there. There's no social media at that time. You know, Sean, we had to yeah. work away and do what we needed to do to market ourselves. And I was doing exactly when, Vinny, when you're talking about, you know, making those brochures and business cards and mm -hmm. getting on and calling the photographers, it brought back so much memories for me. Yes. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. how we did it. And that's how it became successful. You know, you're with Animal and still with Animal. Can you imagine being with a company that long? That's amazing. Yeah. Nobody unheard knows these things. Un unheard, unheard of. This, this so, afternoon, I was in the gym training uh -huh. along, alongside Akeem Williams. Oh! He was talking out loud and uh, he was saying, him and somebody else in the history of bodybuilding, they were the only two guys that ever made a living from being amateurs and I, I raised my hand I'm like oh you got you don't you don't even know what happened in the 90s come on yes and, and guys like us that have paved the way for for people and they don't even realize it well you have to be a hard worker too video like yourself you know you're there at the expos i still remember seeing you there you know so it's like it's an endless time photo photography and getting photo shoots lined up whether it's Absolutely. with iron man in la you have to own dime to get there but those are the things that paid off for both of us you know we had to put out the time and effort to make sure that we're you know not only winning the contest because what company wants a you know a second or third place champion you know they want the winner so yeah. you're not only accompanying the work in the gym but you're also thinking business oriented right so later down the line like now you're kind of reaping the rewards which you know which i am right now you know i'm very happy, settled here in Hawaii for 57 years. <laughs> yes, I'm 57. You're 57. Um, yes, I own a gym which is called Flex Fitness after my cool. son's name. His name is Flex, and it's a huge operation that we have here right here in Hawaii. Um, good for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sponsored by a really good company called Real Leader. They're a equipment company based in China, and. Um, Three years ago, and had an opportunity to work with them, and uh, I opened up uh, this gym that's thriving at the moment. And my wife and I do our personal trainings in here, and we have other trainers that are here with us. Nice. And it's yeah, the, it's going pretty well for us here in Hawaii. You know so. the way you the, what you're saying, and it, it resonates so much as we're going back and forth talking. I, I think guys like us understood the mission we understood what do we need to do to get to the next level with photo shoots magazine covers and all that and guest posings and all that stuff and we knew that the phone wasn't going to ring we had to go exactly after it. it's like so many guys don't get the they don't understand that and they don't they put all that hard work just in the gym and then you see it too it transcends into even getting on stage they right. train for 12, 16 weeks, but don't put a good posing routine together. When I see guys who have a poor posing routine, I always and they look amazing, I go, they're not going to go very far in sport. No doubt. They're not presenting their best package. That's why, yeah. you know, they may think they are, you know, with a great physique, but, you know, Vinny, it's more than that. Sean, this Vinny guy right here, he's going to light up that stage in Romania. He, I bet you my booty that he's going to light up that stage. 
or he's putting effort not only in the gym, but probably in his kitchen or his bathroom posing every minute. And that's what we did, you know? It's That's all. When I jump on this podcast, I mean, you're talking to all these old timers that, you know, putting in those effort, like the X-Man and Jose Raymond and, you know, yeah. they they put in work. They put in you work. put in the work too, man. Like when I, when I remember <laughs> seeing you um, at the USA and then, you you know, success came in. Like everything, like, all your po- like your posing, I would say I need striations in my chest like Chris Fowler. <laughs> when you do a most muscular, I'm like, holy shit, uh, I get in condition like this. And your abs and your quads and everything, you never <laughs> came off like a lightweight. You came off like a big middleweight. And I think you had this um, illusion to your physique that you just appeared That's a lot bigger. To tell you guys a shoot, Sean, Vinny, I'm 100 and at, at the moment. 180 pounds. Um, look, what you're saying of creating that illusion, I knew I wasn't going to be a big guy. I never got over 190, not even over 185 pounds, I think. So what I had to do was, like yourself, Vinny, you're not a big guy. But what you, when you step on stage, we create this illusion of being bigger than we really are. You and have you to. have to catch each pose, even in your quarter turns, even in the mandatories, even in the transitions, you have to make sure that you're bigger than what you really are just to pull it off. I'm saying pull it off because, Vinny, that's what we did. We pulled it off by how hard we worked with the posing, you know. We had great physiques, so don't get us wrong, but anybody could have beaten, beaten us, but they didn't because we put in a little more detail that the other ones didn't. And that's what I'm thinking. If I didn't practice my posing or I didn't do this with my physique or spend a little bit more time etching my quads on the step mill when everybody else is on the treadmill or elliptical, you know, yeah. then I might have a chance of winning. And that's the way I thought throughout the whole career. I just need to do a little more. It's just being a body, the natural bodybuilder. And I had to really pay close attention to my supplementation. Yeah. Uh you know, my nutrition, and I still do that to this day. I'm still taking six meals a day, still living the bodybuilding lifestyle, waking up eating my egg whites and oatmeal. You know, so nothing has changed, just the age and no hair. I've looked out. Let me give you a about 90 term. I'm going back to 93 again. So here I am. We both win our class. We're on cloud number nine. And, um, this is how much work ethic Vinny has. I stayed in LA for the next two days to do photo shoots. And I'm like, who else does this? Who else is going to stick around to do photo shoots? And here's Vinny in his convertible, top down, riding through Main Street, yelling out his words, you know? And I said, this guy's going to another photo shoot. Vinny, I still remember that. It was either red or bright red Mustang that you rented. And you're all over town that week, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's going for it. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a cool time, man. It's a yeah. I, you know, I was I from all of those bro- brochures I sent out. Uh huh. Then everybody started to realize, oh, you're the you're the idiot that's been sending me the brochures. <laughs> and but they they were like, hey, you just won, and so you know, and, and uh, Luz Wick picked me up for American Sports Network, American Muscle, and I shot all day on Sunday all day Monday and uh, Tuesday, I was done. And my girlfriend, who was my wife, now she comes in and she goes, 
I have good news and I have bad news. I go, well, what are you talking about? She's like, you got another photo shoot on Thursday. So you got to stay on the diet. That's the bad news. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was out there until Thursday. Like, I know you were. I, yeah, I know you were. You're putting in the work, you know. And that's that's what I like about that time, you know, it's just amazing times. So Yeah, yeah. Well, so fast forwarding all to it to 2003, then 2000, I said, I need to build this body more, a little more. So the next competition was in 2007. I gave it one more shot. And that was my last shot at the Team Universe. And I got my pro card there in 2007, winning the overall in the men's bodybuilding. Um, and I didn't fare well in Korea that year. I think I ended up in seventh or ninth, seventh or ninth place in my last show. So, but it was a good stretch. It was a good run. And then Flex came along and uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to put all my efforts into my son now. And so, so but wait, yeah. you, when you won the overall at the mm -hmm. team universe, was it the team universe or was it now the universe? No, it was still called the team universe. And so did you get a pro card? I sure did. I, you know how you have to apply for it. You yeah. send in a letter. Back then, yet I don't know how it is now, Vinny. Same thing. They're giving because they're giving thousands of pro cards away. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, yes, I applied. I received my pro card. I got it in the mail. I think I framed it that year, put it on my wall, and uh, that's that's what but it was. But you know? didn't have any desire to train for a pro show. Like what you know, Vinny. If I I had an interview that night, I think it was with Dave Palumbo backstage, and. Uh, told him that I think I'll be mopping the stage if I was to enter a pro show because I I probably would do well but I you know I, you know I'm like you yeah, I want to go there to win I was absolutely you know and I knew that without any enhancements and guys that just look incredible it took me that long it took me to age 41 to get the pro card and you know you you can relate to me Vinny. I know absolutely. you can relate to this thing right so it took me that year from age 14 to age 41, total dedication to get this pro card. And, you know, I said, that's the way I wanted to go out. So um, that's how I went out. I'm just totally happy with how it worked. I'm not ecstatic to this day. I'm still hurt by the fact that I didn't get a gold medal at the road championships, but to come in second in the road, I guess that's not too bad, you know. But it's still, it's so harsh. Let me tell you, I still don't get me wrong, Vinny and Sean. I miss competing. I miss being on stage. I miss every part of it. But um, yeah, the sellers, uh, the still, as they said, and uh, I'm totally content with how things are going with me here, with the bodybuilding. I tell all my clients, my friends, the family that. The success that I'm having now is only because of bodybuilding. It uh, led me to amazing things. I traveled the world, um, even down to places like Argentina, where I competed in a Pan American Games. A lot of people don't know that. I won a gold medal in a Pan American Games also with, uh, I think it was Johnny Schomburger that went with me. You know, Johnny Stewart, you know, these guys, Vinny. Mm -hmm. sure. And they're all natural, they're all there. And, um, Ron Coleman also went with on the trip. Been down to Finland to compete in road games with Juan also. So there's there's this diff different times for everything, you know. And 
I enjoyed every year of my, if you want to call it career. And um, it still amazes me how far I've taken this bodybuilding um, career and I'm enjoying it. That's why I keep up with it. I miss it. I love it. I bleed it. I eat it. I drink it every single day. And, you know, just being on this podcast today is so exciting. You know, just to relive this memory. So I don't, I don't talk to anybody about these things, you know? Yeah. And uh, even my son at this age, he'll pull up some pictures and go, Dad, where is this from? What is this? And like, like today, somebody posted on social media an ad of me, you know, a metrics ad. You know, oh, and I'm like, whoa, where did this guy get this ring from? You know, so it's, I, I'm living it. I'm living it every day like you, Vinny, just that I'm not on stage, you know. So when I heard that you got picked, I'm like, Jesus, Louise, yeah. this guy's going to the big dance in yeah, 17 man. weeks. Can you imagine no. what frame of mind Vinny's in right now? Is that static? He's scared that he's got to train for the show. Exactly, all three. <laughs> scary too. Scary because you saw those names that you against Vinny. Yep, big boy, you're up against some good guys. Oh, oh they're up against good, some good guys too. So, <laughs> but like Vinny, I said, you're gonna bring it. I know you're gonna bring it, Vinny. I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You know, I didn't realize you and I were so identical, so close, identical of how our careers went. I mean, I yes. pro a year after you did. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, so yes, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I I just thought that I really thought you were. You know, it's funny because people said to me when I was working for Universal Nutrition mm -hmm. I the, at the cage at, in the uh, Arnold, and people were like, "You know, when's your next pro show?" I'm like, "I'm I'm not a pro." I'm like, what do you mean you're not a pro? And people just thought I was a pro because I was in a lot of magazines, and I always thought you were a pro. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I did so many shows. It's like. You know, you win nowadays. You win your class, you're a pro, right? Back then, how many classes yeah. did we win, Vinny? Right. You know, same with what Jose Raymond said. You went two, three. I would think I won it six or seven times, but there's no pro card at the end of that string when they're winning a class. You have to win that overall. So you know, back then, now I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking it how it is now because it's a business. I understand that, but back in the day, you're not winning your uh, yeah. You're not winning that overall. You're not getting nothing. So let so, me ask you a question about, um, so you're 57, and have you experienced, right, like, in the last, like, anywhere between the last seven, eight, nine years that you had to, like, change your style of training because of, of getting older? No, not a not mock, because I've had to do it. I've had to change Completely. Yeah, you have to evolve and change, but I'm I'm very stubborn. <laughs> yes, I've changed a lot, Vinny. You know, I um first of all I have to decrease some of the protein content because I don't need that anymore. I'm not gonna compete, but I still think I am. So I train like an animal four or five days a week, Vinny. I um the intensity level is immaculate. I'm very fortunate, knock on wood, that I don't have any major injuries. So just take, for example, I could still pull 315 off the ground, deadlifts for 15 reps. I squatted nice. 225, 275 for 30s. It's 30s. Yeah, it's very, wow. very fortunate. I can still pound. 
The only problem I have is this right, probably a rotator cuff that the overhead presses are tough to do sometimes. Um, but be careful. I train with my client, I have an extensive clientele list that I train with and motivate also. So I have to keep this machine running. I have to keep it going. So it's um, the personal training side is very huge for me. Do you train so, multiple times a day or just once? <laughs> it may sound crazy, but sometimes multiple with clients and I do my sessions with them sometimes, especially the competitors that are competing. Mm -hmm. Because we still want to show them, right, Vinny? It's nature, right? We still want to show them that um, you, we still got it in the tank. Even at our age, we, we're going to go. So um, that's the reason why I keep myself in tip-top shape. I ice plunge every day. I bought myself a cool ice plunge. <laughs> so, you know, restaurant preparation, um, I'm doing daily. Um, also teaching my son those things so he can be even a better swimmer than he is already. And I nice. just teach some of the things of how to be structured, you know. So taking essentials during the workout and supplementation is still on point. Uh, meals are on point. Sleeping patterns are still on point. I'm still living the lifestyle, Vinny and uh, Sean, of this whole bodybuilding thing. Because it has gotten me here. Or, man, I'm not, I'm not going to change it. I'm going to probably die in the gym doing this thing. You know, People say... You're not gonna compete. Why are you still carrying a freaking cooler, Chris? I'm like, well, I don't feel good eating crap. I just feel good being in this. My wife calls it a box. I live in a box, guys, <laughs> and I, I love my box. You know, I love this box. So, <laughs> Chris, when you retired 15 years ago, 2007, was it tough to walk away, or was it kind of a quick switch to flip? Not at all. No, it's still, it's to this day, it's still tough, you know. Um, after 2007, I did about two, maybe three, you know, a little more, more guest appearances. I went out there to the Staples Center, I guess, both for Lonnie Thiefert is Ironman Naturally. Oh, wow. I did another guest appearance overseas. I did one here in Hawaii. And it was first fortunate, I think in 2014 or 15. I was guest posing here with uh, Flex Lewis and Victor Martinez. Okay. okay. I got myself, I said, I'm going to get myself in the best shape I could. And I did. And that was the best I ever looked at about 170 pounds. And Flex came up to me and says, why in the hell aren't you on the pro circuit? And just by him saying that, I knew I kept myself in tip-top shape. Um, so it's to Sean to answer your question, I, I, <laughs> how do I put this? I wish I was in Vinny's shoes. Is that how that, how that, that, that answered your question? Well, Chris, I wish I was in Vinny's shoes Chris, right now. There, Chris, there is a master's pro circuit. <laughs> so, and, and some of the shows are 55 and over. Oh, you would, man. You would do, um, you would probably uh, crush it. Oh, yeah, I wish I could. I, you know, the body's in good, great shape, but it's not in a, I don't know about you, Vinny, but my wheels, my legs has really disintegrated. My sweets on my legs is like, I'm like, it's gone. I'm like, really? and I train them really hard, but I can't keep the size on the wheels. So it's funny you saying that because. When 
so when I started training again, I realized the things I did in the past are not working. So, uh -huh. so I actually started to train a little heavier, but with a five to seven rep range instead of 20, like I used to do back in the day. And I found my wheels started growing better than they were when I was in my 30s. So maybe that's something that you could experiment with. Thank like you. Five yes. rep range. Right. Because as we get older, I think, you know, it's naturally we lose our muscle. Right. And, um, you know, my physique looks like some people say, oh, you look better now than back then. You look damn good, Vinny, right now. I look, I look fine. I look fine. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm good for my age. But but I think I've improved a lot because I changed my training. That's yes. All. Well, I for two million shoulders, you did pretty darn good. Yeah, I listen. It's uh, it took a long time to get back. It was uh, step by step. You know, I remember um, one of my good friends, Joel, was in the uh -huh. gym, and I I, I was just getting comfortable pressing five pounds over my head and i said hey joel um i'm gonna go a little heavy and i was dead serious right so he must have been thinking i'm gonna do 80s or something and i said joel i'm gonna go a little heavier can you give me a spot so i grabbed the 15s he's like are you kidding me i go no i'm dead serious i said you remember i have, I have the 14 screws on my shoulder okay. and he's like oh, oh yeah yeah he goes well how do you want me to spot you i'm like just make sure if i get stuck i'm gonna say take them but the tenacity to keep that going, Vinny, you know, that's why I commend you on it. You know, you are down in the dumps and look at where you're at now, you know, just to get an invitation, no matter where you place, you know, just to get on that stage, you can say, man, look at where I came from, you know, where Absolutely. I was, Absolutely. where I came from and look where I am now. And that's, that's life. That's, you know, you pick yourself up and you're going with it, you know, so. I, th I think this will be my last one, Chris. You say that. You say that. If I will top that. ten, I will do it again next year. Oh hell yeah! Once a bodybuilder, always a bodybuilder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah but my my body is falling apart. <laughs> so, Chris, if we go back into the time machine, what got you into bodybuilding? Were you an athlete as a teen, or kind of what attracted you to the sport? I walked into a grocery store with my mom at age 13, and I guess like a lot of teenagers, you sum upon a magazine, which I did. And there was, I think, Arnold doing the side chest on the cover. And I just said, look at this. I begged my mom to buy this weight, I mean, this magazine. And um, she, I read that thing from page to page and uh, asked her to <laughs> send me to a local gym. You know, it started from 14 years old, like my son's age now. And I signed up at this gym called Timmy's Gym. He was a Mr. Hawaii, Mr. Universe, a uh, local guy from here from Hawaii. And he, it was a gym catered for for kids, literally, you know. So that's how it all got started. Uh, I trained and trained hard. And at that time, I uh, was working out and a guy by the name of Richard Koenig picked me up and said, you're going to be Mr. Universe one day. I'm like, really? They go, yeah, you're going to be Mr. Universe one day. And I just got started. He saw my intensity in the gym and he said, so he knew a lot of things about nutrition and um, supplementation. And already at age 15, I was eating egg whites. He taught me how to eat egg whites and wow. taking me to a local grocery store to pick up things like amino acids with my meals. And 
So I was very fortunate to have him in my life at that age. So I did have a coach at age 15. And, um, okay. Nice. Oh, so get there to the team universe, um, the, the teenage nationals, and that was amazing, you know. So to this day, Sean Ray and I are very close friends. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He, he has a contest here in Hawaii and comes here every year. I called the Sean Ray Hawaii Classic, so we're always keeping in contact. <laughs> nice. Do you promote show? No, I don't. You know, I. Got my hands tied with too many things. <laughs> so, and during that stretch, it's, you know, I, yeah, like I said, it's just an amazing, amazing time like yourself, Vinny. Just an amazing career, you know, that we can talk about once in a while like this. <laughs> so, so, so a thank you so much for having me on today. I oh, you're welcome. I have, a question. I have a question for you with uh, your supplements. When you say you, you take, um, aminos before you train do you take um do you do you drink your aminos like powder form or are they capsules so it was capsules back in the day it's still capsules to this day i'm still in line with brillo performance yeah yes so 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 involved with how the body works and um i fell into this personal training career back 30 some years ago so i said who i do i want to emulate and i was already using perilla performance supplements mm -hmm. so i called and at, at this time i called john and he said hey i want to get out there and learn under you so he took me under his wings for a week out in cincinnati ohio so i flew out there and that's where i got my certification i spent a week learning and trying to get a certification through him and I'm glad I did because to this day, I'm still teaching my clients um, how to carb cycle, what is um, MCT oil, which he created, the medium triglyceride oil, um, you know, what is complex carbohydrates and how much fats you need to have. And so I learned and I went out there and lived with him for about a week and a week and a half and uh, went to the gym, did the classroom settings. This is back in the day. And I did the same thing. You did the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So that's I'm still selling his line for the performance here at our gym. And um so yeah, I, I had to learn the, the total aspect of what makes a body function at its ultimate rate to make it grow. So Benny, you probably know the old liver tablets. Sure. I'm using liver aminos by Perla Performance still to this You're day. You go real old school. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. I'll take 15 still to this day. I don't know why I'm still doing all these things, but it's because you're a body. You know, a, yeah, you know, drinking essentials during the workout, uh, whey protein after I'm putting in a uh, glycogen fuel. I'm using Batargo after also with it. So okay. creatine inside the Batargo. You know, I'm using glutamine. I'm taking 20 grams of glutamine daily. Um, my vitamin c's my minerals so i haven't changed anything since age 14. <laughs> it, works, it works i can honestly say to you folks that i haven't been to the doctor not once i haven't been sick for 30 40 years i don't know when the last time i went to you know to the doctor to 
for any medication. So I said, if it's not broken, why fix it? Absolutely. Body still humming, so I'm going to keep humming till I die. But do you go for yeah. lab work and stuff? Routine yearly lab work? Yearly lab work, but everything is perfect, you know, so why tamper with anything, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. And it's it's all basics, you know, probably basic for me, but basic, a lot of hydration, getting rest and recuperation, time down when I need it, backing off on the weights if I feel like it's not yeah. working out, um, just playing it smart all the years, not just now, but even when I was in my, you know, 20s, 30s, it um, went out there to, say, take a trip out to Los Angeles and learn on the Charles Glass. These are the things that I think made me very successful is always keeping an open mind. Sure. Um, how this is going to work. And um, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I put in that effort. So, no. so Chris, Vinny and I talk about this, that there's a lot of people overthinking it because I'm doing a show in October and I overthought it. So Vinny took me under his wing and he kind of mm -hmm. took, took me to school a little bit. But do you feel that, that today's athletes are just overthinking the carb loading and this and that and counting calories? And, and I know Vinny's, Vinny's kind of chomping a little bit here. No, no. It's, yeah. it's a learning experience. You have to learn. You definitely want to learn all of it, but. You know, if Arnold folks and, you know, Lee Haney folks built that body just through basic things, why, why change the wheel, right? You know, I can't reinvent it. Yeah, you can't invent, reinvent those things. You just want to stick with the basic things and make sure that you're putting in the work. You know, a lot of people trying to think of other things because they're not putting in the work, meaning, oh, sure. You know, just getting in the gym and putting that putting in that work and I, I see that often here at our gym also you know that the sure. younger ones coming in and they're setting up the tripod and posing <laughs> and but you need to put in the work first you know you where's the cooler are you setting up your supplements the night before are you totally I'm in anal as something as did you wear your squat suit or I still wear atomics of anyone I'm training to this day you know are you wearing the right type of shoes when you're training? Just the basic things. You know, how many meals did you have before you train? Or what was the color intake of that meal? It's the basic things that will get you there. Not overthinking, but putting in hard. Did you wake up early enough to put in that meal so you can make sure that you're having a great chest workout? Absolutely. You know, these are the things that the old school guys that we, you know, I'm not saying they're not doing it now, but. I don't want to just want to incense success. And well, the guys that are competing on the Olympia level, the top pros, they're doing it, right? No, no doubt. There's but they're not missing a beat. When you and I were kids into our twenties, we didn't have to have our arm twisted to do these things. We did them. And you have to twist guys' arms today. It's like yes. they, they talk a good game. A lot of guys talk a good game. Set up the tripod, pick out their phone. I mean, I've seen guys get done with a set, and I can't tell you how fast they take their cell phone out of their pocket because they're so addicted to that that they're not yes. addicted to being in the gym. It's and and then they, you know, like I'm the old guy now. <laughs> <laughs> and I joke. I had a client the other day. Yeah, just basically. What's up? The basic, the basic things, you know, and it's hard work. 
Sean, I'll give you an example. I um how anal and crazy the thing who's got with me. I I'm obsessed. I'm not gonna say I love bodybuilding. I'm not gonna say I like bodybuilding. I'm obsessed with bodybuilding. Obsessed. I'll be the first to admit it. And um I'll give an example. Um and you Vinny, I know you did this too, but when I travel, I have to have every single thing with me down to sure. even that steak knife that i used to cut my steak one thousand percent yeah so when i traveled every year to the after 94 and 5 in chicago they held the team universe in new york down in lower manhattan so i have to go to new york or new jersey every year um, to compete so i told my wife debbie hey i need my distilled water she said, honey, the distilled water we're going to go get over it. I said, no, I need the distilled water that I, yeah. So I'm flying over distilled water to, yeah, that's how anal I am. You know, wow. I, you know, the, I brought everything in the kitchen sink to wherever I competed. Now that's in the United States. When I was going over to China, Korea, Japan, all these places, Finland, it was a li little more difficult to pass through customs. So I'd have to have a decoy. I buy my friend an airline ticket. So it can be a decoy. So he's taking my food through while I'm just sliding in. You know, I don't want them taking any of my food away. So I kind of looked like a bodybuilder back then. <laughs> so he would kind of like slide through. I picked the smallest guy and he would slide through with all of my food and everything for the week. And I would be there just going through. So yeah, I had to think of all the strategies. And I know you are too, Vinny. Um, just so that you're making it to the show the way you want it to, you know? So I get, I get it. I, I call, so understand what you're saying. Like last night we had a round table with a bunch mm -hmm. of guys I know when Sean had them on, I wasn't on it. And we had the podcast geared towards, you know, all the, the guys that made the list. And, uh, the first thing that Jimmy Mentis said was, I bet you Vinny already started packing and oh, he wasn't yeah. far off from that, but you know what? I'm thinking like, okay, I I cook all my meals for how long I'm going to be there. Exactly. All, you know, and freeze them uh -huh. the night before. Then I get a, a, a bag that is an insulation bag, put it in that, and then put it in a suitcase that I'm bringing on a plane. And I'm thinking, all right, how long is it going to take me to get to Romania? Yes. How long, is, how long can this food stay frozen? And I'm thinking all of it already because uh -huh. I'm crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I've never had this opportunity before. So yeah. I'm making sure that I'm ready. And if anybody beats me, they beat me. But I'm going to make sure I'm ready. And I got to be prepared. Just what I, I so love what you're saying because uh -huh. I, I realize that I'm not that crazy. <laughs> There's somebody <laughs> else out there. <laughs> yeah, that's why well, that's why you're so successful, you know. And successful ones will always think about that little extra. You probably, you know, you don't have to weigh in, but I bet when you're trying to make the middleweight class, you had your scale in your luggage, Vinny. I know you did. You had your scale carrying with you wherever you went. Well, you know what, though, Chris, for weight. Say this. So when you and I met in '93, um, mm -hmm. I never had to make a weight class. I was always like a hundred and I was 169 pounds when I won the middleweight class, right? Everybody else was tipping the scale of 176. Uh -huh. The next year at the 94 nationals, um, I don't know what happened. I had a growth spurt. 
I never got <laughs> on the scale at all until I got to the nationals and I was 181 pounds. Oh, three days, yeah, three days out. And I had Yikes. to make that weight class and yeah. it backfired. So I had to learn my weight class as I went because I never had to make a weight. So I didn't, I didn't get that neurotic, but I should have probably. <laughs> oh, it brings back memories. I love this. I love this. Yeah. So who, who was besides Jose Raymond, you mentioned him, who mm -hmm. would you say when you knew you were going to the team universe and you saw that name on the list or you knew somebody was going in, who was the guy that you said to yourself, I will not allow this guy to beat me. I'm going to, I'm, you know, not that you were scared of him, not that you were, I would say, yeah, you're nervous, but who's the guy that would be like lit a fire under Chris's ass? You know, I always used myself as a self-motivator. I always wanted to beat myself, you know, nice. but there's so many, there are so many amazing, amazing bodybuilders, you know, and I'm not looking at just my class, but I want to make sure that you look good against all everyone, right? So guys like yourself, um, there are so many guys that are unheard of to this day, you know, even like Sean Ray's training partner um, was there at the USA. And, Who's that? Uh, Scotty Givens was his name. Oh, yeah. He, I looked at him at weigh-ins. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Tank, right? And I like, do I have to go up against that? And uh, Sean said, uh-huh, that's my boy. You're going to have to go up against that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Fortunately for me, I was always in condition. So that got me there. You know, I could hold my own with conditioning. But I also know I was the biggest guy. So you always look. Vinny, you did that. So you backstage, you're looking at everybody and like, oh, everybody looks good. And why do I look so small? I feel so small. <laughs> So, yeah, that's where the illusion came in. But there's guys like Coach Adeka. You know who that is? Oh, cool. yeah. Right? He was in my class. There's uh, Steve Holland. There's there's so many good guys. At the team, there's Skip LaCour there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, wow. There's a yeah. Beast. Um, Even the person that's going to be at the Olympia is competing. Was at the, the blind? Oh, ah, yeah. What's Greg. his name? Randall. Greg Randall. Yeah. He was at the yeah. team universe, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get him on here in, in, in a few weeks. Oh. We're going to talk to him, get a, get some dates set for him. Sean and I talked about it today. And I was like, yeah, I know Greg personally. Um, yeah, it's a great guy. He's amazing. He, that's he's an amazing. inspiration right there. <clears throat> Marvin Ward. Oh, my God. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin Ward, all of Marvin this. would show up after not competing for four years and not even training, train for 12 weeks and beat people. <laughs> Marvin was all amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but uh, just being around that whole era was um, crazy. Yeah. Chris, how tall, how tall are you back in the day? Because obviously we all shrink a little bit, but at your height, <laughs> how tall were you? I'm probably 5'3 now, but I was 5'4". Five foot four, and always competed at 154 pounds, and then I moved up to the 165. So, so are, you, are you amazed when you see people like Sean Clarita at five foot two at 185? Can you believe that? Yeah. Can you believe Sean Clarita? Yeah, that guy's a tank. 
So, yeah. oh. <laughs> so with your personal training in your gym, do you, do you train a lot of athletes or like, what's the, what's the kind of clientele you have? So I'm a variety of <laughs> clientele. So you got your doctors, your attorneys. Yeah. They're great and dandy, but since I've, for the last, I don't know, six years, I've been catering more to the clientele of like my son's age. So more youth athletes. I got a, a array of athletes, but um, I'm kind of catering now to the younger athletes. So I've got classes here at the gym. Um, I have other trainers that help me out with these classes. How big is your gym? It's very small. So I opened this up just three years ago. Um, it's It was uh, 3,000 square feet inside. And opened it up right during the pandemic. My wife and I took a gamble. And um, I said, you know what? Let's invest into a gym and it's going to happen. So when all gyms were closed, they said only outside gyms were open. So we signed the lease for an outside portion of this facility. Right outside of the gym, I set up huge, beautiful tents, white tents. And it's still up to this day. There's another, I don't know. 2000 there i just rented another room for it i saw he's got about six thousand square feet now okay and it's a full-on membership gym i've got a little, probably over a thousand members and um nice yeah and it's growing in three years time it's going really really well we're looking for another space or some more locations to put, put up another flex fitness so either expand but living here in hawaii is Sean Vin is crazy. The rent is astronomical. We're high, you know, to yeah. have yeah. a place like this. So, what, what uh, island, just, just, I'm on Oahu, the major island with Waikiki Beach and Diamond Head. Okay. But just to own a home here, if you don't have a million dollars in your pocket, that's, yeah, it's million plus for a home here. Wow. To live and the expense here in Hawaii is super high. So, just to make it here in Hawaii, you have to, yeah, you have to be rolling. So, Chris, as we wind down, there's a couple of people that are asking questions on my screen. Our questions, listeners are asking questions. One gentleman's asking, Who does Chris think are the top symmetrical bodybuilders of all time? Other than Vinny, <laughs> present company excluded. Uh, so my, my tops, I, I gotta go with Sean Ray. You're talking to old timers here now, guys. Any, any, any generation. I got probably five of them. Sean Ray, Lee Labrada, Francisco Benefato. Those are oh, like, wow. you know, my, on top of my list. Mohammed Makoli. Those are in my, what I vision a bodybuilder to look like. Bob Harris. There's, there are so many that I, I, I looked up to all of them. You know, even guys like now, you got um, Nick Walker that looks incredible. You got, you know, all of them that looks in, insane. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of tend to, you know, the, the smaller guys, the more balanced. Um, yeah. yeah. Ones that can pose really well. Okay. So those are my, those are those are the type of guys that I like. It's, someone else is saying, I remember Chris telling a story when he won a show. You were so excited. You shook your trophy apart. 
1993, Mr. USA, Vinny was there. I had to put up his class. Hold that thought for a second, Chris. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's... Oh, you're really bringing back memories. So, this was the trophy. Oh, my God, Vinny. I shook mine also. No way. That fell apart. That's a USA. That's a USA. Yes. The, the uh... This fell off. I can't get it to stay on. <laughs> yeah. So the arm fell off backstage. I shook you shook yours on stage and I saw it fall apart. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna touch that trophy. I'm gonna take it. I and I just put it down and the thing just fell apart. <laughs> the biggest title and the cheapest trophy. Oh, you yep. still got yours, yeah. Yeah, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, I shook it on stage. It was on TV, ESPN also, and embarrassed myself. I kind of did one of these, and I held on to the leg, but everything else went flying in. They held up the middle of class. I was on the side of the stage watching that happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So you, you don't have your trophy anymore? They gave me a new one, Vinny. Uh, this is all, and I tell my son, he says, Dad, what's all your trophies? The only trophy that I kept was a fourth place local trophy. Uh, no, not even a fourth place, it's a participant trophy that I kept. I kept that trophy just to motivate me so I never get those again. Even down to the gold medal, I mean, the silver medal from the road championships, Vinny, I hate to say this, but I, I am. I, yeah, I threw it away. I was not then, but when I got home, I was so upset. My third place bronze medal, I don't have it. I got rid of it. And oh, wow. I, yeah, it's because I knew that in my head that I was going to get a gold. And that's all I wanted. I was, again, obsessed. obsessed and I, I get it. I get it. I threw it all away and I just kept this participant trophy. That I did back in the day, and that, that's the only trophy oh, I have. Wow. Yeah, I, but the only, I still have the over the only trophy I have right now is the overall from the team universe. That's the only okay, one, well, I kept. one. Yeah, I kept one. <laughs> I kept all of them. You did? Oh, I got too many back here. I can't get rid of them. I see all those covers back there too. How many covers you got, Ben? Um, I think I was with that handsome face of yours, probably a thousand. Nah, not living in Jersey. I couldn't get that much work. I had to go to California. So, I yeah, I, I was fortunate. Like I have a lot. Um, I think twelve covers I was on, but I was on. I was in only one U.S. cover. The rest were all overseas. What was the U.S. cover for? Muscle Mag? No. Um, what the hell? The uh, Iron Man. No, um, Bill Phillips magazine. Um, oh, Muscle, uh, Muscle Media 2000. Muscle Media 2000. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. And then I, uh, Is it the old you and Danny Hestron with doing some kind of thing? Yes, exactly. Yes. exactly. Sunglasses on, yep. A black and white yeah. one. Oh, you know, that was so cool. funny, funny story. Uh -huh. Those sunglasses were Chris Cormier's and Rico McClinton's sunglasses. <laughs> we just took them and put them on. <laughs> did, the, did the shot. <laughs> That was such a cool picture. Such a cool picture. 
So I, I trained with Vinny two weeks ago and I actually had it pulled it out of my bag and Vin was in shock for a minute. And of course the fan, I had to have make him sign it. Yeah. I was like feeling weird signing a magazine again, but um, listen, man, I'm so glad you're here and, you know, doing well oh. and your gym is doing well and you have a great family. It sounds like, and um, uh, thank you so much for coming on. So listen, how, where, where can you, you have fans out there. So where, where can they reach you? <laughs> For personal training for whatever coaching where, yeah where you, you? If they jump on just the instagram it's um either just my name chris faldo or they can jump on flex fitness hawaii it's um, f-a-i-l-d-o right f-a-i-l-d-o okay with an okay. i in there you know it's an honor to be here sean Vinny, on your book show brings up the past and uh i love it i loved every minute of this today well we love having you on um <laughs> It's a pleasure, and I hope that other people uh, get the the wind of you being on, and they're going to want you on on their podcast. So uh, we're going to post it up on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, get the word out that Chris Faldo he's uh, he's available. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what <laughs> inspiring bodybuilders out there? You know, it's just uh, you may think it's a hard road, but just stick with it. You know, Vinny, just like yourself and I, sure. stuck with it, and you know, it's not always. It's not always the gravy, you know. It's you gotta put in the work to reap the rewards at the end. And that's a testament to you, Vinny. Stuck in, you're stuck with it all these years. And man, I call it the big dance. You go into the big dance, the old, you know what I'm saying? Not too many people can say they stepped on that stage. So I yeah. wanted to wish you thank you. Best of luck. I know you're gonna do really well. Keep putting in that work, Vinny, like you always have been. And uh, Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a Chris, pleasure being all mine. Because when Vinny told me that you were coming on, he said Chris did. Chris is probably one of the one of the nicest guys out there you will ever meet. And I can tell uh, text interactions. I can tell you you're you're truly humble and just one of the nice guys out there. You're oh, always in a, yeah. It's a, it's a pleasure. The, you know the sport has given me so much. You always want to give back. You know, Absolutely. so I have so many people to thank, and uh, just wanted to thank you for having me again on this show. You're welcome. Thank you. And, and um, for, next, for next week's folks, we have uh, your good friend Bill Scarnetti. On next Wednesday, Bill's on next week, right? Yeah. Yes, and then for so, people that have asked, we've also rescheduled Adela Garcia for the end of the month, so she will be on. Yep, and um, we have something in the works. Should I tell them who contacted? Uh, maybe I should not tell them that a very famous bodybuilder is looking to come on. Um, but now, now you kind of. Excuse my French blue ball in the audience, Vinny. Do you tell them? We're now they're gonna blow up your phone here. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna wait. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Definitely on the level of Chris Faldo. Definitely the high <laughs> level. You guys are getting all legends on this podcast. Well, this, this guy. This guy is a legend. Uh, let, let me give you a hint. Let me. Let's see if anybody could guess. He. Uh, he was in an ad with Barry Demay. He posed amazing. He, he, and that's all I'm giving you. Wow. We'll tell you so, offline, Chris. If you stand for a minute, we'll tell you offline. <laughs> but as always, Chris, Vinny, it's always a pleasure catching up. Continued success and have yeah. a great rest of the week, folks. All right. Thank all right. you.